The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, hello. Welcome to another week of WTMJ Nights. Very happy to be with you. Glad you're here, too. Always more fun when you are involved in the show, so do it, won't you? The Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. You can text, sure. You can call, and when you do, you'll be talking to Tommy. He's the executive producer of the big broadcast. Be nice to him, then you get to me. That's the way it works. Uh, our text question of the night, we always start with it. Well, tonight, we're going to do the same thing. Why not? If you could write down one problem on a piece of paper... Light it up, burn it up, and have it float away. What would that problem be? So if you could write one problem that you're having down on a piece of paper, whether it's financial, relationship, whatever it is, once you burn it, it's gone for good. What would it be? 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Hi, Tommy. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? I, I did have a good weekend, yeah. How was yours? Mine was uh, mine was battling a uh, what I I think is just a cold, which is good. I did two at home COVID tests because um, one of the other first grade teachers that I am in close contact with and one of her students both tested positive on Thursday. So I am uh, confident that something is going on. Plus, uh, every child is just a disease. Sprinkler, yeah, they're sure. like they're one of those oscillating sprinklers of germ. One kid actually coughed in my face the other day. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, all right, this is not good. So other than that, it was pretty uneventful, which is is nice sometimes to have an uneventful weekend. Sure, we went uh, my daughter and wife and I went uh, out to breakfast, which was uh, unusual on Saturday because we were going to my mom's to do a little work before she get, gets back in town. And so, yeah, it was it was relatively pleasant, which, again, you know, that's not usually how I characterize things, but I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed myself. Good, good on you. So, were you working at your other, uh, your other? What do you have? Fourteen other jobs? Uh, yeah, something like that. I, I did work a little bit, but I had a big pay per view weekend as well. There was, Ooh, uh, did you watch? there was a, there was a big fight on Saturday that I tuned into in the UFC, and then there was AEW wrestling last night too that I watched at a, a bar as well too. All right, now let me ask you: that UFC was that the one in Vegas? Yep. Did you see that they did a? A scene for the upcoming Roadhouse remake? Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. In between bouts? Yes, with Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal, and they brought him in and did a whole thing, and then, uh, you know, he looked he looked pretty ripped in the uh, in the pictures and the videos that I saw today. I did Did they see. show that on the pay-per-view, or did they leave that out? They did not show it on the pay-per-view. I don't believe so, at least. I was watching it while at work for a little bit, uh, okay. and then the main event was I was off by then, so it wasn't a big deal. I could watch that, but um, I, I did see it. I did see that Joe Rogan was not in the movie. Did you see that part of it, too? No. Yeah, so the commentators... I'm blanking on the play-by-play guy's name. Joe something, I think. I can't remember his name now. Um, and Daniel Cormier and Megan Oliva, they all were on the commentating staff. Joe Rogan was as well. But when the movie was being filmed, Joe Rogan left. 
and then so he's not going to be in the movie. Wow. I wonder if that was his choice or the producers of the film's choice. Probably not enough money for Joe Rogan to be in that movie, I'm going to say. Probably not enough money and not enough incentive. And maybe he feels that, you know, the integrity of US, UFC is being altered by allowing an actor to go in the ring and knock somebody out. Because he was in the the movie fight. He's fighting an actual UFC, a former UFC fighter. Yeah. And then he he knocks him out with a flying knee, which I found very exciting. As as one usually does when in those things, they're always doing crazy stuff like that. Yeah. So I and I'm going to be honest. I'm not a. Uh, I don't follow UFC closely. I've seen a couple match matches, and I've gone to some. Uh, what is it? Bellator is the other. Uh, yeah. The other. That's association. the other big I've promotion. Been to a couple Bellator events live, and one like. Uh, I don't know. You'd call it like a garage UFC kind of, kind some, of some backyard cage warrior yeah, some type backyard stuff. UFC. It was at a high school gym, and it was a little bit shady. But uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. But I don't think that would that would cause Joe Rogan to leave because they were actually filming a, a movie there. Yeah, that was the only that was the only thing I got from it. I, you know, it's cool. It's cool event, and obviously, it's going to be pretty awesome stuff. I think I'm excited to see the new Roadhouse. I was a big fan of the old Roadhouse. Um, oh, I love the old Roadhouse. So, I, I'm excited to see where that goes from with there. But yeah, that was what I noticed is that Joe Rogan was not going to huh. be in the scene. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to follow this. See if the, if anything comes to light on why Joe Rogan was not included, whether it was voluntary or whether he was ousted. Are you a professional wrestling guy? I used to. I'll be honest. I used to watch wrestling all the time, and I don't now. But my buddy, who I do my podcast with, is a huge wrestling fan, and I know he's a big AEW fan because he that's that's the newer league right that has come and kind of taken some of the old WWE guys yep. yeah, yeah different different level of promotion i actually right. not really uh, a huge wrestling fan but there was an invitation to go to a bar for free there was no cover or anything with it so it Can't was totally yeah right i mean it was awesome and uh, it was a fun event it was really good i thought it was they put on a pretty good show yesterday too yeah, he. I I hear about it all the time. I've never seen one of their broadcasts or anything, but uh, Justin Garcia, this? big wrestling fan, so oh, I is know. He really? Oh yeah, he's big into it. So I, I almost once I got the invitation, knowing that we have Bucks Weekly today, I yes. was. I, I thought to myself, I better go watch this promotion. Uh, yeah, we'll have to yeah. bring that up. Bro. Right? Was there any Taco Johns along with no, the wrestling? No, no Taco Johns at this uh, at this establishment. I did have tacos though. They did have some tacos. Did you? There. Okay. Yeah. They were good. I just figure anywhere Justin goes, Taco John's can't be far away. Right. He he needs to be within a 10-mile radius of a Taco John's at all times. <laughs> That's why he doesn't go on the road with the Bucks. Exactly. He just stays here. Staying here. Yeah. No Taco John's in Detroit, I'm sure. So Right. He could cover he in Utah, definitely not. Orlando, probably not. I, Tomorrow. I, I don't know. Orlando is like the one of those cities where every fast food imaginable is there. Because it's all tourists, right? Yeah, you know, I don't know if anybody actually lives in Orlando just to live there, unless you're in the service industry. Everybody else is just a tourist in Orlando. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, have you been there? It's a swamp. There's really, you know, uh, I know it's not on the ocean, right? It's not. It's right in the it's right in the middle of the state, and it is a swamp. Yeah. It was all swampland. That's how Walt Disney got it so cheap. 
and just was able to buy up more and more and more of it because nothing else happens there. Yeah, I'm not really. Uh, I've never been to Disney, so no, I've never what? been to Orlando. I have not. I've not oh, made it there. Boy, is that a great regret of your childhood that n- nobody loved you enough to take you to Disney? I'm pretty happy that <laughs> I didn't go when I was at an age where I wouldn't be able to remember it. I never really understand that story to like spend a bunch of money to bring your newborn to Disney, kind of thing. Oh, I'm with you 100. percent Unless I think once you're like six or seven, that's a good. That's a good age to go to Disney. Any younger, it's a nightmare, first of all. And, yeah, you're not going to remember it. But once you once you get into school, like kindergarten or preschool, you'll remember if you end up going there. Right, and I want to like SeaWorld more than I can, too. I'm not really a big SeaWorld fan, but it would be super cool to go see all those animals and whatnot, too. Yeah. Now, I've done SeaWorld in California. I've never done the one in Orlando. And... I was we went as a family to Disney World but this was back before they even had Pirates of the Caribbean or Space Mountain. Oh, okay. It was a long time ago. And then one of my brothers got one of his weddings was <laughs> was in Orlando and we we went for a day to just the Magic Kingdom. So that was, you know, that was kind of fun. But I want to go. I want to go to the Universal down there and see the Harry Potter world because I'm a dork. And but, all right, that's all fun until you actually have to pay for it. Do you know what? It costs a fortune to do one of those resorts for a while. Yeah, I think even for a few days. I, I uh, isn't it like hundred some dollars to go to Disney one person? Yeah, just for a day. Um, and that's, yeah, and I don't even know if that's for the park hopper, but if you're only going for one day, you can't really hop parks. Yeah, I'll double check this. And if you have to go, if you're going for to see, you know, you want to go to the Animal Kingdom and you want to go to the all the other places, man, it's thousands and thousands of dollars. People save up their whole life to, to drop. I saw, I think we might have brought this up uh, a few weeks ago, or at least I saw the how much people go in debt to go on a Disney vacation with their kids. You know, I was lucky. When we when my daughter was that age, we were living in California, so we just went to Disneyland because we could drive there, and, you know, that was it. To visit one theme park, it's $109. For the day. For the day. And that's per person. Per person. Ten, ten and up. Yeah, they don't, uh, you, you know, they don't cut their target demographic a lot of... Uh, a lot of discounts. So, I don't know. I won't be going anytime soon. But uh, this is all right. We got to switch gears because this, as a guy who works in schools and teaches young children, uh, first graders, and works on reading, a statistic that has come out about not just Milwaukee schools, but all of Wisconsin schools is very, very troubling. And I want to know your thoughts on it, and try to figure out a solution if we can. We'll do all that after this. It's WTMJ Nights. Right, noon and Monday night on WTMJ Nights. The text question of the night, if you could write one of your problems down on a piece of paper and once you burned it, it's gone for good, what would it be? Doug says... Would love to get rid of my problem with fast food. I love it, but it is getting more and more expensive and not healthy. Right now I'm thinking about getting a Whopper. Oh, I'm always thinking about getting a Whopper. But, yeah, uh, 
I agree with you, Doug. One, it's not always the healthiest. But two, the price has skyrocketed. We were driving home from something last Saturday, a week ago Saturday, and it was late. And I hadn't eaten, and I was like, all right, how about we just drive through Burger King? And we got a Whopper, a Whopper Junior, and an order of onion rings, and it was over 20 bucks. And I was like, all right, this is this is a little bit nuts. But you got to do what you got to do. Tommy, you know, uh, we're together, so that means... There is going to be a fast food story tonight. That's how we and do I've, it. I've decided we're making it a we're making it a bit. All right, we're making I'll, it. A I'll get segment. some imaging ready the, for it. Then I'll have the to drive through window. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes. So we're gonna we'll get some imaging. Uh, we don't have to have it for tonight because I'm springing this on you right now. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, I got another fast food story. Then I remembered how last week you threw me under the bus because you say all we ever talk about is fast food. No, I that and, was, no, I was that was not teasing. that category <laughs> I was talking about. It's when we were talking about something different. I was like, whoa, it wasn't really our speed. Right. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so the drive through window coming up later uh, when we're, you know, all of our fast food stores. All right. This is very troubling. And if you are a parent of an elementary school child or a teacher in elementary school or just a regular person who has an idea, I've got to try to figure out why kids in Wisconsin can't read or are struggling to read. Um, they're starting a they're starting an investigation at the Journal Sentinel, and I'm going to be interested to follow this as it goes. But a majority of Wisconsin kids have scored below proficient on state standardized reading tests for years. They're also doing worse on national reading exams than they were three decades ago. And you would think, okay, with a lot of these stories, you hear that it's urban areas or districts where they don't have the resources. You know, to to really work on the curriculum and maybe attract the better teachers, but no, this is this is all over the state. It is statewide that everybody's having trouble, even before the pandemic. Because I know a lot of us, our knee jerk reaction will be, well, you know, once the kids weren't going to school, that's when they lost out, and you can argue that back and forth. Obviously, there was a, a learning loss for a lot of kids. Those the that time we were out when we were doing school online, there was a loss. A few kids were able to actually do okay or better than they do in class. And I know I'm uh, that's anecdotal evidence for me, um, saying that I know kids who have some troubling when they're in school because they're distracted. They they have a lot of other things going on, but when they were at home and they were able to focus. They did okay. Now, granted, that is not the majority. But this is not a result of the pandemic. Because, like I said, even before that, a majority of Wisconsin students were not proficient readers. And if you can't read, you're going to be in big trouble. And the problem is, if you are struggling in kindergarten with your letter identification and your letter sounds and then in first grade you're not reading too well and you kind of even if you get a little intervention you're just kind of passed along that's not good you know i struggled with math but at least i could read so why do you think this is the case across wisconsin whether your kids are 
now in elementary school or were in elementary school, whether you're a current teacher or a retired teacher, why do you think this is? Why do you think the entire state is struggling with reading proficiency at an elementary school level? Uh, and, and I don't know what can be done about it other than changing curriculums and bringing back some because a lot of school districts they they're always on the lookout for the best the newest and the brightest when it comes to curriculums and a lot of these things and I've gone through a couple curriculums it's not it's not it doesn't always make sense in practice on paper and this this is with a lot of things in life and you know this a lot of things they look good on paper, but they don't really translate. And a lot of people who create curriculums haven't been in a classroom for a while, and uh, so it, it doesn't always work out. So in Wisconsin, at least 79% of school districts surveyed by the Department of Public Instruction use curriculums that don't meet academic standards. Many teacher preparation programs aren't embracing the science to help new educators learn to teach reading either. Um, so this is going to be uh, it's it's a new series that's going to be going on in the Journal Sentinel, which I will be watching, and we'll talk about it more as things come out. But I remember, like, Tommy, you know how to read, right? I I, I do. I, I'm proud okay, of that. Well, Thank do, you. Do you remember learning to read? I remember it starting well before school as well, too. I, yes. I believe it. it is... Um, very much in the household when it comes to the skill of reading as well too i a hundred percent agree our like we read to our daughter nonstop when she was a, a little kid my wife's grandmother who would come sometimes and take care of our daughter when i was on the road and my parents be, both being educators they read to her all the time and my mom would tell stories because she taught kindergarten of kids not even knowing how to open a book so You've touched on something there, young Thomas, that perhaps part of the problem, and I'm not laying all the all the blame, but a big part of the problem is that people aren't reading to their kids at home. All right, we got to do this, then there's more. It's WTMJ Nights. All right. Texting in the question uh, that's going to be a study and an investigation in the Journal Sentinel is why... Across Wisconsin, are children having so much trouble reading? Uh, from the 414, I have a second grader. He uses the computer, tablet, Chromebook, whatever device too much for school to read, do math problems, uh, play learning games, etc. Would much rather have a good old-fashioned textbook and a pen and paper. Yeah, it's it's funny. We've been uh, last week we started teaching time, like how to use a, an analog clock, and it's amazing. And I know that's you know, that's a thing that we, most people don't have analog clocks anymore. I think I have one analog clock in my house. But you know what? My digital clock says that it's 630. And that means that it's time to go to the WTMJ 24-hour news center where Finn Askin always knows what time it is. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620. That's, of course, the old National Bank talk and text line. So get involved if you would like. Um, 
where the text question of the night is, if you could write one problem down on a piece of paper, set it on fire, and once it's burned up, it will be out of your life forever, what would it be? Marty jumped in. If I could get rid of anything, it would be the gun violence in Milwaukee. Marty, I think uh, you're preaching to the choir on that one, but yes, we agree. Um, Jeff says he's a former English teacher, but he spells it with a U-R. Jeff, come on. We're trying to figure out why kids can't read, and now you can't write? This is, oh, it's very troubling. The whole academic system here on the uh, talk and text line is just, uh, you know, bothersome. Not bothersome, but uh, troublesome. I'll put it at that. Tommy, if you could get your booze delivered to your house rather than having to go out, trek to the trek to the store to get it, would you be all for that? Oof. Uh, I, would I guess it be it, too easy? I, I would say the... I could see them really taxing the delivery price on that. And I don't know if I would outweigh that cost with... I also like to go see my options, too, you know? Even though I get the same thing every time. There you go. Well, it may be possible because a bill was introduced last week that could greatly alter Wisconsin's regulations for the sale of booze. But to to your first question, um, they would not be able to charge you any more for delivery than they do at the store. And if something's on sale at your favorite uh, liquor emporium, they would have to give you that sale price even if you were having it delivered. Would that lose them money though? Uh I don't know how the I don't know if they would deliver it through like a service or if they if the store would just have to have, you know, like a pizza place has some delivery people. Right. I don't know if that would be if the liquor stores would have that too. That part didn't get uh didn't get covered i i've got a lot of information on it but i don't have that piece of it well what kind of information you got on it then let me let me hear it all right currently here's what it is if you want curbside pickup there's no delivery uh right now but if you want curbside pickup you still have to go to the store you have to walk into the store and purchase your alcohol face to face then somebody can carry it out for you and put it in your car so that's not really curbside delivery that's uh, I bought 87 cases of beer, and I'm an 80-year-old woman. I can't carry it. Could you take it out to the car? Sure. Customers can purchase alcohol in its original container, but they also have the choice to purchase mixed drinks or a glass of wine with a tamper-evident seal. A lot of places started doing that during the pandemic because we had to help keep restaurants and um, had to keep restaurants and bars and stuff, mostly restaurants, alive, but pubs too, where. They would sell, you know, prepackaged cocktails, not in an open container, obviously. All right, so under Wisconsin's current regulations, delivery isn't allowed from local establishments without a face-to-face purchase. If a customer goes into a store to make a purchase, the seller can deliver it, but without a person-to-person interaction, delivery can't be made. Which, again, if you have to go to the store, it, it... defeats the whole purpose of having delivery or curbside service. So this new bill would allow customers to pick up booze curbside after placing an order online or by phone, and businesses that want to offer curbside service must have designated spots for customers to park in while their order is brought out for them. And the change in delivery would allow consumers to place an order online or by phone, have their alcohol delivered to their location, eliminating the need for face-to-face contact. Anything I can do to eliminate the need for face-to-face contact, I'm all for it. Now, 
pardon me. I got a, a little tickle. So if you hear me just leave, I'm not leaving. I'm just uh, I'm just coughing. And I don't want to I don't want you to think there's something wrong with your listening device whether you're streaming us or listening on the radio. So now, there are some stipulations. And hearing this, just what I've told you so far, would you urge your legislators to support this bill? Would you rather be able to have, you know, call your local liquor store and, or go online and say, hey, I need this, this, and this. Here's my credit card, and then have them deliver it to the door. Um, alcohol must be delivered in its original unopened package or in a tamper-proof, tamper-evident, rather, sealed container. So just the same way they sell it now. Payment has to be completed when the order is placed, and then... Uh, the customer must be able to prove they're at least 21, and deliveries can only be made during the normal hours of the business. The big concern is how are we going to prove that somebody's 21? Well, the only way to really do it is have the driver check, but then you know that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure to put on the driver. So that's something that still is being worked out. That's one of the big concerns on this. Um, the bill also is going to require alcohol purchased uh, this way to be the same price that in-person customers were paid. That's what I told you, Tommy. All options for sale in the store must be available for delivery. Uh, maybe, maybe there'll be a delivery charge. It doesn't say. I would imagine that, you know, you might get, that's where competition might come into play. And some stores might say, no delivery charge or free delivery over $50 or, you know, that's where I'm sure the uh, capitalism will play a little part. For sure. Yeah, got to make their money. Would this, yeah, I got uh, no problem with that. Would, would there be a problem with car theft in this, you know, if they're driving around with a bunch of booze and, you know, if they're identifying the car, I, and maybe that maybe they're not going to or whatever, you know, they don't put a big sign wow. of delivery on it. But, I was going to say. You've been watching, did you watch Heat over the weekend? I'm just saying. You like, a big heist? <laughs> wouldn't you think that that would be a prime target? Like, you're not going to rob the pizza delivery guy, but maybe the guy with the booze? Yeah, but that pizza delivery people do get robbed. I, I would imagine it's just going to be, you know, either a van from the business, which we see vans, you know, we see vans, uh, you know, driving around all the time. They're not getting jacked. True. Um, or... An unmarked car, just a car, because we had, um, was it last Christmas or, the, I don't know, sometime, my daughter was ordering something uh, from Drizzly, that company where they, you, they'll, they'll deliver drink, alcohol here, and um, that was just, it was almost like uh, Grubhub, the person just showed up in their own car, and that was that, so, again, boy, it, you're like the Grim Reaper, Tommy. First, you're worried about getting overtaxed. Now you're worried about people getting jacked. You're a glass-half-empty kind of guy today. That's all right. Listen. Uh, a bill like this was introduced before uh, they moved to allow curbside delivery. And it's a big deal because it's going to modernize Wisconsin's system for purchasing alcohol, which would think we would have down by now. But obviously, uh, obviously, we do not. So that's according to lawmakers. Uh, and bring the state in line with the other 42 states that allow online or phone purchases for delivery and pickup. So far, it is a bipartisan bill. No, so, su no surprise there. No, we can agree on drinking. 
We can't agree on anything else, but both sides of the aisle love a cocktail, and they don't want to leave their house because then they have to deal with an angry public. So the Tavern League of Wisconsin, of course, they're not supporting the bill. Their big concern, as I mentioned before, is who is going to be responsible for verifying the age of the customers, uh, particularly during delivery. So they said they need to make certain that people who aren't of legally drinking age can't afford or can't have access to the booze, which, you know, good call. That makes sense. Yeah, we don't want people, we don't want underage people drinking. So now, what if so, you have to download an app and then they make you put your driver's license in the app? Are you comfortable doing that just to get delivery booze? Uh, not well. As long as there's nothing other than my age on there. Uh, or it's going to be like when the drizzly order came, my daughter, even though she's 26, looks like she's about 17 and they carded her at the door and she showed up and I've gotten carded. We get uh, wine delivered to the house sometimes Oh, okay. because you get a good deal on a case of wine from these different companies and I've been carded at the door by the UPS guy. So I'm like, all right, here, look, you know. I guess I didn't know they did that when you deliver it. I would assume I would have assumed that they verify all that beforehand and just leave after that. No, they don't leave it on the they you have to be there to sign for it. Well, it shows that I've just, never ordered booze through through this come on, postal service. You got to get with it, man. It's I know I'm, so, I'm missing you never, out. You never have to leave. It just shows up at your house. You know, all of a sudden it'll be like, "Oh, look, here's 18 bottles of wine." I guess I like to be more social with my drinking, I guess, than well, that's where you and I differ. Yeah, fair enough. I like to be in a dark room all by myself. That way, nobody, Whatever gets nobody the job ruins done my with it. buzz. Yeah, I get you. No, that's not true. I do like to. I do like to be out uh, and be social with that. But if I like, if you're having a party or something, or maybe you've been, maybe it's a beautiful summer day, and you've been in your backyard, and you're there with some friends, and you're like, "Oh, we're running out of beer." You know what? <sighs> I don't want to drive to the liquor store, and I'm not going anywhere the rest of the night. I think this is, you know, that's great. Just have it delivered right to the house, and then you're not leaving. Nobody's out doing uh, doing crazy stuff. So hopefully, the uh, it's not scheduled for a hearing yet because the bill was just the bill was just proposed. But uh, I'm down. Let's go. Let's get it out. Uh, from the 414, the liquor stores in Chicago have been delivering alcohol to homes and apartments for 20 plus years at least. Uh, it works and in Wisconsin. If it means no drunk driving, I'm all for it. And that's kind of what I just uh, do. You can do alcohol curbside pickup at Walmart. No going into the store. That's from Judy. Let me see. Well, maybe we order something up, Tommy. A little something sent over. I don't know if Walmart comes to the avenue. Well, is it, why? Walmart too good for the avenue? I would hope. Versa. I would hope Walmart would just deliver to wherever. Um... From the two six two, all right. We're gonna we're gonna put this out there, and then we'll take a break and come back, and we'll discuss. Maybe we'll have some ideas. Uh, I have to write a poem for class that's due tomorrow. Any ideas? Uh, it's about nature. Well, you know, it's also oh, just it has to be something to do with nature. Okay, all right. All right. We're here to help, Tommy. That's people reach out to us. They say, "Hey, fellas." Uh, I've got I've got to come up with a, a po now. Does it have to be? Uh, can it be a limerick? Can it be a haiku? Uh, yeah. Does it have to be a, a rhyme? A number of stanzas. Mm -hmm. We'll look up. We should do a whole poetry. poetry segment. I'll look up the types of poems. Those are the only ones right, I know. Yeah, limericks and right. 
whatever I'll the, pull up the haikus. Some poems and we'll work on nature. All right, we're going to help you out, 262. Um, last about this, uh, the, main set, the main reason it hasn't happened in Wisconsin has a very influential restaurant and tavern lobby. Yes, that's we, we mentioned them. They're the ones that are opposed. Um, they want to protect the need for people to patronize the establishments, but the legislators are giving in to the public. I think there has to be a balance. You know, I honestly don't. I honestly don't think if I can get something delivered to my house, it's going to uh, preclude me from ever going back into my local tavern. You know, that's that's just not how it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to think about poetry, and if you have listen, you can help the two six two out too. If you have a poem, we would love to either hear it. Or you can text it to 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. We are helpers here on WTMJ Nights. All right. We are taking on something on WTMJ Nights that uh, I am not really well-versed in. (laughs) Haha, no pun intended. We are... We are trying to write a poem for someone in the 262... They did send in the parameters. A poem has to be three paragraphs with four lines each. has to have a distinct meter and rhythm. Uh, so we're working on that. We Somebody said this is a uh, task for chat GPT. We've thought of that. We're trying to do it. Jeff, though, Jeff send in, sent in a nice poem. Uh, more like it's almost, I think his is a limerick because as I'm learning, there are nine different types of poems. Yes, it sounds like this request is asking for a limerick as well, too. Do you think Limerick is the is the right one for this? Because it has a set rhyme scheme, Limericks, A-A-B-B-A, with lines uh, 1, 2, and 5 all being longer than the lengths of line 3 and 4. And I'm not saying this off the top of my head. Of course, I'm reading it. The last line is often the punchline. The sound is very distinctive. So that part, you're right, Tommy. But this guy, this person from the 262, and I'm betting it's a guy because women are going to whip up their own poetry. Uh, That's a rash generalization. Uh, So here's Jeff's. There once was a goose named Gene. He hissed at people and acted mean. The neighbors complained, and my landlord explained he just wanted a yard that's clean. Jeff? Feels feels like he's written that one before. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, Yeah, he's used that limerick. That's a nice limerick. Then we listen to this one from the 414. Oh, my goodness. The wind blows through the trees. The pollen is high and makes me sneeze. The days are longer. We hope it's true. It's springtime somewhere, just not near you. We walk outside to catch some air. He breathing deeply without a care. For nature shines its peaceful bright. We try to grasp it with all our might. So if this rhyme takes you away... That's all I was hoping. Nothing more to say. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 414. Yeah, that got me goosebumps right yeah, there. Yeah, that was, man, oh, man. Nicely done. That, that's an A if I ever heard one. I wish we had I wish we had little, um, you know, pens or notepads to give out to people who could write more poetry. Uh, most limits have a biological component. Is that nature enough? Um, oh, the 414 say just heard the rules. No, listen, your poem was... Your poem was great. I think it worked. Yeah, wasn't it? If I'm the two six two, I'm stealing it and and you know reconfiguring it because you've got enough that you could do there. You could probably fit into that criteria, or maybe that's such a good start that they'd be able to uh, to finish it. It, it sure sounded like one, uh, it met all generated. the requirements for right there. 
yeah, it fits enough of the requirements, you know. So, I, yeah, I think that's great. All right, let me see. I'm having it write me a poem. Oh, too many missing variables. <laughs> All right. We'll have to figure that out. I'll keep trying to generate generate some poems. But uh, thank, that's something we haven't done before, Tommy. Try to whip up some poems. I, I can't say it's my strong suit, but I'm pretty determined to help this person out here. I have not I'm found a pretty to good... Too. I've not found a good AI poem generator yet. Um, no, and I've... In all, I like. I enjoy writing. I was always excelled at English and and writing and stuff in school. Those were my strong suits. But I always hated the poetry unit. Whenever we got there, I just, you know, I could like limericks. Okay, haikus maybe, but you know, I'm not writing a sonnet. I took a class in college called Dante's Divine Comedy, um, which. Me being who I am, saw comedy in the title and <laughs> decided to take the class to find out it's one big book of a bunch of poems. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at with poetry. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we will. We are going to continue to work for you, 262 Ed Friends. If you have a poem, if you think you can top our texter from the 414's poem, Please give it a shot. 855-616-1620. It's the old National Bank talking text line. Suddenly, we are a beat poet show here on WTMJ. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Yes, sir. We are here until 8 o'clock. Then it's Bucks Weekly with Justin Garcia. Glad you're with us on uh, what has taken a much more cultural turn than I think we expected it when the show began. 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. We are helping out a listener who had an assignment for tomorrow. They needed a poem. They needed a poem. It has to be three paragraphs, four lines each. It had to be about nature. And we have turned to you because we we turned to AI first. And I think uh, when you hear what AI gave us, you will be very thankful for the listener from the 414 who sent in, sent in a good poem. You know, uh, this was, unless they had this just laying around the house, this was very fast. And they did it very well. So fast, in fact, that the 262... Asked to read, asked me to read it again. So I sent that, sent it to them. Hopefully, that's not so, like a really famous one that they're plagiarizing or something I, that we don't know oh about. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. You know what? All right. We should. Yeah, we should check that out too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check that right. too for them. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. I've I've entered it in. So it's not coming up. As a, uh, it's like Ralph Waldo Emerson's big piece or yeah. something. <laughs> okay, I mean it's good, but I don't think it's Emerson. Good. I just wanted to make but, sure I don't know my poetry no, very well. Well, listen, all right, I'm I admire your concern, and that I mean that honestly, but I also think that if you turn to us to help you with your poetry assignment, and then you get a poem from an anonymous listener. <laughs> And you're like, this is the one I'm turning in. <laughs> you're, you're rolling the dice yeah. a million different ways. That's on that fair one. enough. You, you're way past. I plagiarism. don't think it's on us now to to 
see if this had been lifted from something else. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, 414, come on, seriously, that is not plagiarized. I didn't think so. Tommy is... Yeah. I'm. Tommy's no, I, that should be, you should be taking that as a compliment, right? Yes, totally made up on the drive home from work. Listen, yeah, it is a compliment. We, I thought your poem was fantastic. I just compared him and, to uh, Emerson. So did the two six two because they're going to yeah. they're going to turn it in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're trusting us without doing any double checking, well, well, good luck to you. It's my ignorance. It I was out. really trying to check for everyone. Listen, not, uh, we our responsibility ends at a certain point. Uh, and I, listen, we could have sent this one. This is plagiarized from uh, poemgenerator.org.uk. So I don't know what passes for poetry in the UK, but uh, this is not it. It is titled Nature, and it is a free verse. Because I could not assess for nature, it did kindly assess for me. Does the nature make you shiver? Does it? I saw the wind portion of my generation destroyed. How I mourned the element. Now lead is now lead is just the thing to get me wondering if the element is winding. The conception that's really truth above all others are the fact. Do fact make you shiver? Do they? An origin, however hard it tries, will always be cunning. Does the origin make you shiver? Does it? That's my AI generated poem. Very nice, very nice. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. That, See, that's why website. I don't. I it's never like poetry. It's a lot of fun though with it. So, did you do? What was yours? Uh, so I went to the limerick route on this one instead of the free verse. And when you go do the limerick, it only lets you write a love poem for some reason. Oh. So you have All the right. choices between an old man, a young man an old lass and a young lass because we are in England after all, right? Uh, so yes, I just hit random all, all over. So this one is <laughs> a right. man called Paul. Uh, there once Ooh. was a young man from Wales. He said, see the lovely kales. It was rather new, but not very tissue. He couldn't say no to the horse tails. Whoa. <laughs> So that doesn't get us very far on means, nature man. right there. And then I went to a different website. This is uh, poemsofquotes.com. Um, so I think yes. we're back in America for this one. Uh, this is a limerick right. generator. This one is, there was a frog from Tucker who liked to nature. On each snowy day, the frog would say, oh, how I miss Tucker. That that's wow. it. That's all we got on that one. So maybe don't use that. That's some weak sauce. <laughs> Not a great well, one. Well, no. Uh, the four one four. So happy that we're uh, that we were passed on. His wife and daughter are uh, wife and son rather are now listening, and they think I could really do poetry. Ain't gonna quit my day job though. Okay. Yeah. Listen, you've got a side hustle, whipping up. You're like a speed poet. That was pretty impressive. Be, how fast it got in here. That's what. That's where I was yeah, concerned I don't, with it. Yeah. No, this is this is a guy who obviously has the heart of a poet and was waiting for an opportunity to let it out. And for whatever reason, tonight was the night that he was listening and we we offered him the door and he leapt through it. I would I would venture to say he should write in a poem every show. Could you start <laughs> yeah. it off? If you want to be the poet laureate of WTMJ Nights, 
send Tommy an email, or just text us a poll. But we'd like to give you credit as the Poet Laureate. We yeah. want you to have an official title. I would. If you would like to be the Poet Laureate, you can text us your text us your name at least, and we won't. We you know we'll keep it quiet if you want us to. But uh, you could be the Poet Laureate. From another four one four, how funny would it be to find out the teacher sent in the perfect suggestion? <laughs> if the teacher's listening to that, could be a problem. If the four one four texter is the teacher and heard, oh man, that's the assignment I have due tomorrow. Uh, oh no, to, yeah. Gosh, there's so many <laughs> bad reasons why you shouldn't be getting your poetry from us. Yeah, but all right, Tommy, the four one four. He te he texted in. Uh, I'm in, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go back and forth with him on text, but he could be the poet laureate. Okay, I'm in on it. We like, we could have a poem, uh, a poem a day, you know, poetry corner with our poet laureate. It it'll class up the joint a little bit. We're always looking for ways to class things up, you know. So uh, all right, so four one four. Tommy's going to text you. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you. Um, our next our next show together is Wednesday. I'm I'm sure now that you have a two day notice, you can whip us up a nice poem by Wednesday. Let's do this, and then I'll tell you why the president and the first lady are causing such a hubbub on the internet, and uh, you may be in the same position, and have caused the same hubbub. Hmm. We'll figure it all out on WTMJ nights. Nights. I don't want to go to sleep tonight when I can stay up thinking about you. And you know Oh, the president and the first lady make headlines pretty much every day. And they also are dragged through, as all presidents are, the internet for all kinds of things. But this, this doesn't make sense to me because the president and the first lady are have caused an uproar on the internet again and strong debates because of something they did the other night at a restaurant. So they went to this, they went to this restaurant called the Red Hen. It's uh, in the suburbs of Washington D.C. Supposed to be a very, very good restaurant. It's an Italian restaurant. They made what seems to be the error of ordering the same dinner. They ordered two bowls of the restaurant's signature rigatoni, along with grilled bread and butter, a chicory salad, and a few glasses of Barbera wine. Ooh, Barbera is actually really good. So this rigatoni dish is very, very popular at this restaurant. It's like their signature dish. It's made with red sauce, fennel sausage ragu, pecorino romano. Very, very popular. But people can't get over that the president and Mrs. Biden ordered the same dinner. They're asking, who does this? Who, who would ever order the same thing as their, the person they're dining with. Is that such an oddity to you? Can, you? can you realize that it's okay? Or are you are you siding with a lot of the people on the internet that are saying, why, why would you do that? When you're, you're, no, you're supposed to order different things so you can try as many things on the menu as possible and you're supposed to share and you're supposed to do this. And that. No, you order what you want to eat. There's been, now we don't, my wife and I don't have a set rule on this. I don't, I don't think you need a rule on it. There have been a couple times we order some, the, either the same or 
you know, a slight variation where she might get a, a baked potato and I might get fries. But Or if we're at a place, sometimes, you know, sometimes we will we will make a concerted effort to order two different things because there have been times where it's like, oh, I was thinking of this, and she'll go, oh, that's what I was thinking of. And I'll go, okay. Uh, and she'll go, well, I was also thinking of this. And then we'll pull the, well, why don't we each order that, and then we can split them. Do you ever, when you, uh, have you ever done that time we ordered the same thing as uh, a date? I do believe so. Usually it's more of the appetizer that you would try to get two of the different things and then split around with. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. If you want to have a couple different appetizers, that would be fine. But this turned into a big thing. Now, the owner of the restaurant was like, hey, I don't care. This is uh, I. We had the president and the first lady eating at our restaurant. That was really good. He also said that on a regular night, that rigatoni, uh, they usually get fifty to seventy orders of that rigatoni a night. So obviously, everybody likes his rigatoni. And reading it, I kind of want to have this rigatoni. I don't mind. I don't mind sharing a meal. Like if you know, if my wife wants a bite of mine, I'll always offer, and I'll she'll offer me a bite of hers so we can try something else. That's fine. I'm not a fan of somebody just reaching over and grabbing something off my plate, though. That's how you get stabbed. That's how you get the, the fork right in your jugular. What if you're like, going to a burger place? Would you not, like, automatically get the same meal as your person you're on dinner with? No. If we go, you know, if we uh, go to get a burger, there's so many different variables with a burger. And then True, my wife but the, might the dish is burger. Yeah, my, my, the palette is burger. The painting is what sets it apart. Okay, I, I mean, I you know, guess I guess when you, you, I get you your know, point I like that we're both having a burger, burger is correct. Maybe they don't, but it's still not just a burger. Yeah. All right, now, nah, boy. I like that you're making me think tonight, Tommy, because I was coming in. You know, it's a uh, no effort Monday. So I wasn't going to give any Ma thoughts. Mail it in Monday. On Mail it in Monday. Nights. That's our yeah. new thing. Mail it in Monday. No, you're right. Okay, a burger is a burger. But if, you know, my wife wants a plain burger and I want one with bacon and a fried egg and grilled onions, those are two vastly different burger experiences. Would you not agree? I agree. It is prepared the same, though, right? Well... She likes her burgers medium well, and I like mine medium rare. Okay. So what about a steakhouse? If you guys go both get a porterhouse and you get them prepared differently, did you guys not get the same meal? No, we did that. And it's that you bring up steakhouses. We went out for Valentine's Day, and we went to an old school steakhouse. And they had a limited menu because it was Valentine's Day weekend, which I was like, well, it's like five days before Valentine's Day, but all right, whatever. Um, so we both... She ordered hers. She ordered the filet, and she got her baked. But you know, they were only coming with baked potato and stuff. And I, I had two different things in mind, and I asked the waitress which one of these two, which would you recommend? And she said, "Get the filet." So we got the same meal. Uh, all, I think it was identical, because I think we <laughs> we got our salads, and then the dressings were on the table, and we got uh, yeah. So we had the same meal there. So if it's if it's the same steak, yeah, you got the same meal. If I had gotten a ribeye and she had gotten a fillet, yes, they're both beef, but they're a different they're a different meal. 
Okay, I'm just trying to see where your head's at with this. You know, so what, what constitutes we, getting the same meal, right? Because I don't care. I ne I don't care is where my head's at. If you <laughs> you eat what you want, you know, if you if if you order something, and I go, oh, you know what? That actually sounds really good. I'll have the same thing. I don't see why that's a that's an issue. It's not like, you know, we don't go out to eat all the time. But I'll go to a restaurant again. It's not. It's not like. And if if we like the restaurant, like we we only have a few restaurants that we go to, because they're places that we really like. Um, we'll try a place new here and there. But I'll if I want something different from that restaurant, there's a good chance I'll be back at that restaurant and I can try it then. But I don't know about you. I tend to certain restaurants. There's certain foods. That's what I get when I go there. Yeah, for you sure. Know? You got an idea of what you want when you're leaving. Yeah. If I'm going if I'm going to restaurant X, it's because I have a taste for eggplant parmesan or whatever it is. That's where I'm going. You know? So I don't care that the president and the first lady both had rigatoni. What I would care about is if they were sitting on the same side of the booth. That or like matching outfits. Good. Yeah. Yeah, all those things. If you're matching your outfit and getting the same food and sitting on the same side of the booth, you should just leave that restaurant. Yeah, because it's creepy. Now it's getting too incestuous. You know, I don't, I don't like it. You're you're two different individuals. Wear different. Like, if you both have on a different shade of red or something and it's Valentine's Day, all right, that's cutesy, I guess. You know, if a guy has a shirt with a couple red stripes in it and the lady's wearing a red dress, I'm not gonna, I'm not hating on that. But if you're both wearing, you know, your Mickey Mouse T-shirt and you're not at Disneyland or you're both wearing, you know, an Aloha print that happens to be the exact same print, like you're going to a luau, and then you sit, who sits on the same side of the booth? I've seen people do it and I don't understand it. Yeah, how that's do you weird. How do you talk to, wouldn't you get a crick in your neck? If I'm, if I'm out to dinner with my wife or even when I was back you know, 187 years ago when I was dating, I want to sit across from someone so I can gaze at them longingly. I, I agree. I, I'm on your team on that one. If you're sitting on the same side of someone on a booth, that that's, a yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause any, uh, any little, uh, hand fondling that you're going to do, you do later. You're here to eat. Plus I need elbow room when I'm, you know, when I'm working my knife and fork, I go to town. I eat. I always eat like I just got out of prison. So I need some room. I don't want. I don't want my lady crowded up on me. What about square tables? Are you allowed to what? sit adjacent at a square table? Is that fine? Sure. You can, yeah. Because there's enough of an angle. There's a there's enough of an angle where you can you you can look at somebody. They're not right next to you. You know. That I still prefer. That that's okay. I would still prefer to sit across from somebody. True. That's just that's just my preference. Plus, I always have to sit with my back to the wall and away from the door. Okay. That that's been a thing since I was in since I was a bouncer basically. No no window behind me, no door behind me. I have to see the room where I'm sitting in. Do you it's like I'm a gun call fight. before everywhere to make sure you get a table by no, away no, from the door and away from a window? No, wherever wherever I'm sitting I pick the spot at that table where that is the most likely to happen. 
So like we go into a restaurant and they they say, oh, we're going to seat you over here. And I go, okay. And then as we're approaching the table, I'm looking and I go, and my wife doesn't mind. I go, I'm going to sit over in this chair. She goes, okay. And now she and my daughter actually have it so down. They're going to go, you're going to sit in that one? Yep. So so now it's, you know, I'm, I'm nothing if not a creature of habit. One of the habits I have that I need to break is yapping when we need to be breaking. So we're going to do that. And then it'll be news time on WTMJ. Yeah, we've been making everybody crazy. Somebody upset that I, thinking I overestimated my Burger King bill the other day. Not true. Uh, we were talking about sitting on couples who sit. Well, we started talking about the Bidens ordering the same dinner, and that got people all in a huff on. Uh, the internet. Then, of course, we—I was talking with Tommy about sitting next to somebody in a in a booth or at a table, sitting right next to them. Uh, I'm not for it. From the two six two, I briefly dated a woman long ago who broke up with me because she thought I wasn't romantic enough because I didn't sit on the same side of the table with her and offer lots of PDAs. You're eating. I think some ladies want to be the center of attention, both by their date and the public uh, that she wants to be. She wants you to be jealous. I don't know. That's, uh, you, you don't that's need her, Kim. You don't need her. That's all right. Uh, yeah, you don't, you need, don't her. need her. Dump her. You don't want to. You don't want to. Really, you don't want to sit next to somebody if you don't. Uh, if you don't need to, you just. That's enough. That's that's just done. Have a bubble. All right, we. Go ahead. I said, just have a bubble. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking something up because I'm trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, but of course they don't put the prices on the thing. All right. Somebody, somebody calling me out saying that uh, <coughs> I mentioned because it's time for the drive-through window. Woo-woo! Yes, we've actually named the fact that now since we talk about uh, fast food stories a lot, we have named the segment. It's the drive-through window. Uh, and I mentioned earlier that I got the other night, my wife and I drove through Burger King, and I got a Whopper, one Whopper, one Whopper Junior with cheese, and an order of a large order of onion rings, and it was almost twenty bucks. And somebody called Tommy. They were they were doubting my veracity. Is that what I'm uh, led to believe? They, they were saying that you were almost doubling the price. What? Where do you live? The no, that is not the Whopper itself was almost eight bucks, and I think the onion rings were four fifty. Did you get a drink with this? No. I am uh, currently on DoorDash right now, trying to all right determine See if the you price can figure here. This out. So now, yeah, I got you. I think the tax, the tax where I got it is ten percent. Okay. Sales tax. So it was a Whopper, Whopper Junior with cheese and a large onion ring. Okay. In the meantime, I, I, I got the Whopper and the onion ring. He's got to find this Whopper Junior now. Right, yeah. But yeah, listen, I wish I could get it for ten bucks. If I could get all of that for ten bucks, forget about it. Um, from the 262, I long for the days of trucks with bench seats in front. Your girl could sit next to you, hands on each other, and you never knew where it was going to lead. Those were the days. I drove a couple station wagons uh, with the big bench front seats. I know what you're talking about, 262. Uh, that's the way to go. All right, so in the drive through window tonight, McDonald's is taking center stage. Burger King mentioned in this article. Uh, so... Burger King, of course, has the Whopper. They use that to launch all different kinds of things. McDonald's has been very 
reticent to change a lot of their menu items. That goes all the way back to Ray Kroc, who said that the more you got on the menu, the changes were going to complicate the chain's kitchen and, and slow down service. But then a man in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, named Jim Delegate, he was a McDonald's franchise owner, created the Big Mac in 1966. It went on the menu in 1967. That's 10 years after the Whopper was already out. But now, McDonald's has decided to introduce a new sandwich based on the Big Mac. Unfortunately for right now, unfortunately for right now, it is only going to be available in Canada. It is a chicken Big Mac. Oh, geez. Yeah. Got your attention now. Yeah. Okay. It's so it's you think about the Big Mac, the Big Mac, but instead of the beef patties, it's fried chicken patties, crispy fried seasoned chicken patties. That, that's a of lot beef. of bread. Oh, God. That is a lot of bread because you still have the bun in the middle. You still have the two chicken patties, but then you have the secret sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles. Now, it doesn't say onions on a sesame seed bun. I'm wondering if they're leaving the onions off the chicken sandwich. I would want the onions on there for the chicken Big Mac. Okay. Yeah, I could eat it with with or without. Well, yeah, I, I just if you're gonna be true to the Big Mac, you gotta do everything that's in the jingle. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. You, you know, deserve a that, break today. Well, then you'd get up and get away to McDonald's. Uh update that on this subtotal right. here. It is a subtotal of seventeen thirty nine and the fees and estimated tax, uh not the delivery fee. Is four forty six, so that puts us at over twenty one dollars, almost twenty two dollars there for a okay. Whopper, a Whopper Junior, and a large onion ring. All right, see, so I was, I was not exaggerating. I wasn't calling I you said out. About, Other people were. Yeah, ten bucks. Who's it? Ten bucks. If you can get me all that at your local Burger King for ten bucks, send me the address. Of course, then I will spend a lot of money and gas to get there. But I will, you know, that would be fine. Um, if you use the app, according to uh, the 262, to take advantage of deals, it sometimes costs much less than the walk-up, drive-up prices without advance ordering. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Every that's the other thing. Every time I go to big to McDonald's, and it's not all the uh, often, but it, when I go, are you using the app? If I was using the app, I wouldn't be in the drive-through. No, I just want to order my food. Stop asking me about your app. I'm not going to download the app because then I've just given up. Then I've given in, and I know I'm going to be eating Burger King and McDonald's and everything else um, forever because I have the apps on my phone. Let me live in denial. Even though I am going to eat Burger King and McDonald's forever, uh, I don't need I don't mean my phone to be a constant reminder. So right now, the Chicken Big Mac, Tommy, you we would we would try this, wouldn't we? For sure, we can make this. We could make this. What do you buy a couple of those McChicken sandwiches and then buy one a Big, Big Mac, Mac and, and just scrape the pat? Then we take the oh, then we take the buns that the McChicken were on, put the uh, put the burger patties on there. Now we got a feast for two. Oh, okay. I like what you're doing. Yeah, we're oh, we're recycling everything. Nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes to waste. But they're saying they're not going to bring it here yet because um, chicken is more expensive here than it is in Canada, which I, I don't know why. Are there a lot of wild chickens running around Canada just waiting to get slaughtered and fried up and put in a McDonald's sandwich? But it uh, could be supply chain issues, could be price, but they're um, 
No plans yet to bring it here. But listen, let's be honest. If it does well in Canada, it's going to come down here. It's not like it's a poutine Big Mac. It's a chicken Big Mac. But yeah, you're right. We could build it ourselves. Hmm. Uh, sounds like content. A lot of projects. We got a lot of projects going on. We're writing poetry. We're building sandwiches. When are we going to have time to actually, uh, I don't know. Well, I like it. So there you go. That's a drive-up window. And uh, thank you, Tommy, for doing up the bill so that I am not, uh, I cannot be, I cannot have my uh, McDonald's or Burger King estimates called into question. Uh, well, we'll see if they call back. <laughs> I'm wondering if it's, I'm wondering if it's someone who works for Burger King who took umbrage. Because there's nothing worse than taking umbrage. Or an avid user of the Clipper. What is, oh, is that? Are there coupon? Is it, what's the Clipper? Like one of those ad? Yep, that's the coupon ads. I, uh, oh, the okay. Yes, that's that's where you would get those. And I'm Can sure you, they always have Burger oh, King they, Whopper deals. Yeah, in there. that's now I I'm not above using that. I'm not above using uh, no no when it comes to the house. But I know Burger King is very famous for being within the Clipper. Yes, you know what I do, and there you know I like it because they put in the full color coupons. It's a big deal. But uh, no, I didn't use a coupon. Uh, I did. I was paying cash. I'm very, you know, 18th century paying cash. But uh, I've gotten, yeah. Well, that's it. Things are more expensive. All right, we're gonna take a break, and then if there's a knock on your door, be very, very careful because you never know what is on the other side. I will explain after this on WTMJ Nights. Or the reason I, we're telling this story is everybody turned out okay. Well, the, the main character of the story did not. But so. In Daytona Beach, a man was in his house, sitting around. He heard some uh, some noise at his front door. Didn't know what it was. Uh, he lives near a golf course. It's late at night, you know, about quarter to ten. He's here's uh, here's something Saturday night right by the front door. He's like, hmm, all right. He opens the front door and he's greeted by a seven foot ten inch alligator. The gator jumps up and takes a chomp out of his leg. Um, He's okay, non-life-threatening injuries, thankfully for the guy. But uh, the officers find this giant alligator just hanging around by the guy's house. They call a trapper. The trapper takes him, and then, of course, the trapper has to euthanize him. But imagine that shock when you, when you open the door. I mean, we've all been startled before by things. But imagine the start that you would have if you would... If you saw a seven seven foot ten inches, now Tommy, you can correct my math. You're you're closer to school age. That's almost eight feet. Correct, two inches away. That is a big. That is a big gator. They that get pretty big down there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen little alligators running around in the wild. I've never seen you know an eight footer coming at me. Thank goodness. Yeah, thankfully they're not up here. No, I didn't listen. We got enough trouble up here with possums and deer and coyotes, coyotes. and Wauwatosa and you know we you weren't the other night we were talking, coyotes running wild. Imagine if you open your door, there's a coyote there riding an alligator. I have I have two pretty small dogs, so I keep an eye on the coyotes. You have to, you have to. It, you got to have even with big dogs. I listen. I don't want to get into this again, but I was schooled about uh, you know. The, the packs, the how they're traveling, how they corner a big dog. They, I, you know, so yeah, all these wild animals worry me. Uh, we're still people still very, very. Um, all right, so do this math, Tommy. Do you have a cal calculator on your phone? 
I do. Six eighty nine for a whopper, three fifty nine for a large onion ring, and three ninety nine for the whopper junior. I don't know if that's with cheese. Repeat that real quick one more time. Six eighty nine, three fifty nine, three ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like 15 bucks, and then 15. plus we haven't even gotten to the tax. It's fourteen forty-seven. All right, so then it'd be, uh, you know. And you said 10% sales tax kind of thing yeah. for you? so a buck and a half. I mean, that, that's how it, that's the price of Illinois. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right, so. So you're sitting at like 17 bucks. All right, so I said around $20. <laughs> People call me out for three dollars. Uh, somebody, the current uh, Southeast Wisconsin Burger King coupons just came in the junk mail. Uh, two six. I think our poetry friends <laughs> sent us those coupons in case we need them. Uh, so, so there you go. Got a lot going on. We're, oh my goodness! All right, let's do this, and then we'll start wrapping things up because Justin Garcia wants to get in here. He's got Bucks Weekly coming up. Um, a lot to get to, but we got to go. It's WTMJ Nights. That so we will be having poetry, poetry corner on the big show coming up, and uh, who knows? But we're back. Uh, we're back Wednesday for a full three hours. Can you believe it? I cannot. Tonight we're here until eight o'clock because then it's Bucks Weekly with Justin Garcia, who is here. He's ready to go. He's amped up. Have you uh, survived your AEW viewing from last night, Justin? <laughs> so. Um... I guess yes and no. I still haven't fully digested it. Uh, I only, I merely had it on in the background last night because we had a Bucks game. So I got to go right. back and and study the tape and rewatch some of the matches, uh, as they say. And you know what's even worse, Brian, is um, I'm a much bigger WWE guy than AEW, and you're obviously well versed in this stuff. But um, no, not not well versed, but a little versed. <laughs> April 2nd is going to be even worse because that's night two of WrestleMania. It's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. We presume Cody is going to end the nearly 1,000-day title streak of Roman Reigns and win. And you got a huge Bucks game against the 76ers, so I'm just going to be hanging out there hoping to avoid some spoilers for a couple hours and then you know stay up until 3 in the morning for the four-and-a-half-hour WrestleMania rewatch. Well, listen, sacrifices have to be made, and I think the rematch with the Sixers, who broke the Bucks' uh, 16-game winning streak the other night, that could turn into perhaps a little, uh, there might be some WrestleMania drama on that contest as well. <laughs> what, if, what if the Bucks don't lose again until WrestleMania? Then it's going to be a whole storyline again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that would be, well, I'm not going to try to do the math. That would be a pretty extensive win streak, right? <laughs> I mean, they've done yeah, two months April already. Seconds. They've done two months already uh, where they haven't lost a game in a month. That would be a 14-game win streak going into that game. Yeah. So who knows? It could happen. Could happen. And then, boy, then your I know where your attention is. I know you give full attention to uh, to the Bucks, but to the place that rolling eye yes, would have to be. Kind of how it works. Uh, yeah, it's tough, and it's a yearly thing. Last year was great because it was the first time I can remember ever since they switched to a two-night WrestleMania, by the way, where the Bucks were off both nights. It was incredible. Oh I got to take it in. Uh, <laughs> but it's usually every year there's always a conflict where the Bucks are playing the same time, and then you got to do a thing where i got to tweet stuff out about the game, but then I also have the potential to step on a landmine and see, oh, did you see who made the return tonight? So it's it's a really tough scene. When can WrestleMania you have, goes on, 
can you have an intern or something uh, sitting next to you? You know, Brian, so you're dictating the tweets. I'm the and intern. You don't see yeah, your I was going to say, I, I would love to have an intern. I've been asking for about 14 years now. Uh, Tommy's probably the closest I have. Yeah. It's coming, Justin. <laughs> Usually a request like that takes about 15 years. So you're almost there. I wouldn't give up hope just yet. Well, I mean, I work in radio, so I have never <laughs> given up hope. That's, that's a big Fair thing. enough. <laughs> well, Tommy could tweet for you. You could just dictate dictate I your don't tweets. Know if I yeah, trust just send that. me your send me yeah. your Twitter password, Justin. You got a lot Come to on. lose there. Well, you, oh yeah, I was gonna say you could hand him your phone, but then who knows the chicanery that Tommy would get up to in your phone? Ooh, good word. That's true. I, I, mean, I mean, hey, it, it could be a case too of Twitter being broken that day, so I can't even tweet. Could be. Could go down. There were twi there was uh, some difficulties on Twitter earlier today, uh, with I, pictures not loading and things saw, not happening. I saw it's uh, it's been quite an interesting couple of uh, geez, it's been months now, hasn't it? Since yes, since our guy took yes, over. Since uh, since the man has taken over. Well, listen, you got you got a big broadcast coming up. So we will all be listening after eight o'clock. Bucks Weekly. Always good to talk to you, Justin. Uh, good luck. Uh, good luck figuring out. You know, you have a month now to get uh, get how you're going to tweet and avoid spoilers of WrestleMania. But uh, I will talk to everybody again on Wednesday night, six o'clock. Tommy, thanks for all your help. Thanks to you for listening and for uh, being part of the show. We'll have all sorts of things next time we talk on WTMJ Nights.